It's not even nine o'clock, man. What are you doing? Well, got to get it done. <laughs> you look tired. Hit and run. Get it done. Why do you look so tired? Hey? Huh? <laughs> Why you look so tired? What you doing, boy? Nothing. You enjoying the cold? That's all right. I got the heater going. Yeah, last night, uh, I guess you were driving home, and John's MIA right now. He's still on paternity leave. So oh, yeah. instead of doing a podcast, I just uh, took a video of me watching the first episode of Power Rangers and posted that up. <laughs> it's literally it's literally just me watching Power Rangers. Like that's all the video is. Are you do you provide any color commentary or I did a little bit. Not enough though, because Roger kept fucking with the, the camera stand because he's not used to it. But I, I kinda have to watch him. You see a lot of the camera, I'm looking over to see what the hell he's doing because he's trying to grab it, you know. And uh Yeah, but I tried like commenting because some of it I mean, you could tell, like, they ripped some foreign show and tried to put the parts together to make sense, but it wasn't making a lot of sense. What's weird, though, is that the movie, the Power Rangers movie that came out a couple years ago, it actually is inspired by that first episode. Like, that first episode is the premise for that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of weird, but... uh because you can see, like, the inspiration. You're like, oh, they're taking this lore. Look at this fucking light, man. Can't get this shit right. Why are you so aggravated, man? Like, bright up here. Well, I'm trying a new setup, and obviously it's not fucking working. Anyway. Maybe, so, maybe you need to work on these things when you're not on camera. <laughs> let me try this. Give me a second. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Wish I had the notes and laugh sound like a plate right now. <laughs> okay. Did you understand that comment our cousin left? Brandon, he's like no, saying, "Quit." Let's just go to sleep. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> are you high, bro? Are you drunk or are you just not read what you type? It's just type stuff. I, I was thinking he was like, maybe he's telling me to leave him alone. Well, he uh, said quit picking. I'm, I got that. But then, like, the rest of it, I'm, what? <laughs> you lost me. Let's see if I can find yeah, it. Right, yeah, let's, let's, uh, not one of his finer moments we could share with the world. <laughs> so, basically, it was you talking. You had this. In, so, here's the problem. I was telling John, anytime I see a post where it's like an info dump, and it's like a bunch <laughs> of shit. Like, at the very end, I'll read the whole fucking thing. I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. And at the very end, it'll say, and Epstein didn't kill himself. And I'm like, son <laughs> bitch, man. Uh, so you had one of these popes, or posts. And, ah, um, oh, shit, I don't know if I can find it. Anyways, you had one of these posts where it was this big old info dump. And I was just waiting for the end. I was just like, the end of this is going to say Epstein didn't kill himself. That's what it's going to say at the very, the very last sentence. And no, it's not what happened. So... I was pleasantly surprised. But, um, okay, here it is. So, yeah, you put this big old long thing about, uh, it was a poem? Was this a poem you wrote? Yeah, it's what I wrote. Okay, so you, you got this big old long poem. It's talking about, you know, different stuff. Am I just another face? Blah, blah, blah. What, what do you think of me when you see me? Just by, It's basically talking about judging at first sight. And, you know, all that kind of bullshit. Like, people have, when they see somebody, they have opinions of them and all that shit. And, but they don't really know anything about you. That's, that's what I took away from it. 
So it's this long fucking poem, and I mean it's a good poem. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and then I I wrote I was like, well, I was hoping there'd be an Epstein thing at the end of this. And then Brandon responds, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop picking, dot, dot, dot. Or we can go to bed, cheat, make this happen. JK. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, okay. Or we can go to bed. That means, you know, stop picking. Or we can just go to bed. So that means it's late. So stop fucking with him. It's late. Just go to sleep. And then shit, make this happen. Or sheet. Or is he trying to say sheets make this happen? So he's Man, trying I don't to- know. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta get him on the podcast. <laughs> well, I told, you, I told y'all when I took him to go watch Joker, he fucking fell asleep in the damn movie. <laughs> I, and I'm not talking about like, like crazy going, hours. I'm talking about he was laying over there snoring. <laughs> he probably worked a lot that day or week he or whatever. Snored so loud he was waking himself up, like he was kicking because he was snoring so damn loud. He, uh, he tried to look over at Huh? You kept looking over at him, too, didn't you? You kept looking over at him like, what? <laughs> he tried to, um, he was trying to do, uh, get you a job at his work, too. Well, it was like an hour or something drive. Oh, wasn't going to work? No, I can't justify that. It's Did you tell money. him? It? Did you tell him it wasn't going to work? Yeah, I talked to him and his boss. Oh, okay. What so the boss I've got the, the background to learn this. It wouldn't be hard, but. I can't drive two hours a day for work. Oh, okay. Going up the Grand Prairie. Yeah, not with gas being, you know, two and a half bucks a gallon. Well, Tesla's supposed to be coming out with an electric truck, and I'm going to get that bitch. Why are you going to do that? Because I want to go electric. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Can't get this damn light to work. (laughs) <laughs> like this put, is so miserable like you're, you're, supposed have, you're supposed to have an awful light see that looks stupid it looks like I'm telling a fucking ghost story <laughs> in the fields of the future <laughs> like the whole light washes over you <laughs> damn it boy <laughs> You just need a badass rock song playing in the background right now. Oh man, the other day I was up at the gas station and uh, when I go to leave, I rolled down the window and I had both windows rolled down. And I'm just like pumping that fucking Power Rangers theme song. So as soon as I'm pulling out the gas station, go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> you just drive off. Yeah. <laughs> People giving me looks and shit. What's wrong with that man? <laughs> I, there were some homeless people sitting at the bus stop, you know, probably like, what the fuck? That's badass, man. I remember that. I remember growing up and listening to that shit. <laughs> They're probably like, what that white boy doing? Um, uh, so speak accent. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a problem with fucking homeless people. Like we've talked about it many times on this podcast. But um, our friend uh, Matt's sister, Lori, posted this article. And the title of the article was uh, Homeless Man Throws Hot Diarrhea on Woman's Head. And, like, I guess he had a bucket of shit that was hot, and he threw it on his lady. (laughs) Now she has to get tested tested for diseases every three months because, you know, feces is on the body. (laughs) Hot feces. That's disturbing. (laughs) So... There's this, there's this thing that it's, it's not around anymore, but several years ago when I was in Afghanistan, it was called the poo pond. And it's where all the human waste co- collected and, and was, you know, recycled and all this other shit. You could smell that bitch like a mile or two away. It stunk so bad. So when you tell me that somebody threw diarrhea on someone and it's hot, like I can, it brings back the memory of that smell <laughs> on her head. She's a nice looking lady too. So they, they were talking about the homeless problem and all these crimes. And there was this one scene where this woman, she's walking out of a fucking coffee shop or something. It's on the street. I think they said she was uh, trying to get to where she parked her car and she comes out this building. She's got like a drink in her hand and she's wearing this glasses. 
And this homeless dude, not wearing a shirt, just walks up to her and then, bam, knocks the shit out of her. Like, fucking knocks her glasses off and everything. And so she falls down and hits the ground, like, throws her drink up in the air and everything. And then there's this attorney, this big fucking fat attorney that's walking beside him, like, walking his dog. And he swings at the attorney, and the attorney, like, dodges just in time to avoid the punch. And, like, they're saying that they've had 7,000 crimes with homeless people reported in L.A. in the last year. So. Well, L.A. has a pretty severe problem. But it's I, like, I saw a video the other day that Matthew was bored and he was just tagging me in all kinds of dumb shit. And apparently it was in Philadelphia and these um these two guys, it looked like they were just having an episode from probably some sort of drug consumption. And um, he runs over to some dude and he starts like aggravating him, harassing him. And then he just goes around a pillar, kind of likes to make a semicircle, <laughs> just like makes a crescent. And he walks up to this security guard that's really not paying much attention, just kicks him square in the nuts. <laughs> he kicks him square in the nuts, knocks him to his knees, and just starts scooting away. Like, he's not running. He's just kind of scooting out of there. <laughs> Why? Why, man? <laughs> I don't know. I had some guys this morning, so part of my we're, – we're, we're doing this new procedure when we go get people from jail, and we have to uh, walk them across the street. And uh, – I'm I'm having this I'm having a supervisor because I'm the supervisor so I'm going to make sure this shit runs smoothly. It's a new way to do it. And, Why y'all uh, doing? Huh? Why y'all doing that? Oh uh, well, we have to get them you know checked in and all that stuff. We just had to change some things up. No, why are y'all picking them up from jail? Oh well, they're getting out and they 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 can't the jail can't bring them to us. It would take too much resources. It's just easier for us to go get them. Why isn't their family bringing them? Um, because they probably wouldn't. They probably would just drive off with him. So I, we have to walk over. You know? The jail's right across the street, so it's not. It's it's like two blocks down the road, so it's not that bad. But um, did y'all start doing this? There was about four or five. Well, we've always done it, but we just started doing this new procedure Monday. And um, anyway, it's fucking cold as shit outside, and there's like four or five guys, and one of them. You know, his pants are literally wrapped around his knees. This is somebody who's just getting out of jail. And his pants are down to his knees, and he's cold. And he's got his arms tucked in his shirt, and he's walking around like this. And he's like, whoa, it's cold. And I'm like, yeah, man, we're, you know, stay with the group. You know, don't split up. And he's like, man, uh, which building is it in? And I'm like, it's this building right here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and run ahead. And I'm like, all right, man, I can't tell you what to do. I'm just, this is the group is going over. So he takes off running. And, he, like, he fucking goes across traffic, almost gets hit by a car and shit. And three other guys follow after him because they don't want to wait in line. They that's the whole point in them running over there. They want to get out the cold, and they don't want to be last in line. They want to get first. Well, this fucker runs into the wrong building. Like, clearly the building that we were walking towards, he goes in the one right beside it because that's where we used to go. But we stopped doing that, and that's what I told him. But he didn't fucking listen, so he went into the old building. And so <laughs> one of the guys was like, hey, man, come back, come back. And he wasn't listening. And I was like, well, he just added three hours onto his day. Because that's how long it's going to take. Because now he's going to the back of the line. And uh, whip, 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 whip. <laughs> I, I think when I left, at, uh, we had my baby shower. At two, so that was around 11. I left to go to the baby shower around 2. And he was still fucking in the lobby. Wearing his prison clothes? No, he had street clothes. Uh, when they, If they don't have any clothes, like they give them, uh, it looks like scrubs. It's this really cheap fabric. And they give them little Nike uh, slippers that they wear, but they have to kick those slippers off. So some ambassadors are walking across the street in the fucking cold, barefoot. <laughs> I guess that's why Europeans think the criminal justice system over here is fucking third world. But um, anyway. Yeah, they, Sweden has some sort of like program where when you go to when you go to jail for your sentence, you know, your, your uniforms are a better quality. The living arrangements are a better quality. You know, it's a lot more quiet. It's a lot more relaxed. And I, I saw something that said in Brazil, they've got a, uh, a reading incentive. So you, uh, you read a book, you write a report. It takes three days off your sentence. So you, you can you know, potentially wipe out a whole year if you do 100 books a year, you know. I like the, I like the thing in Brazil. That sounds good. Your, Europe is a hard one, though, because people in Europe, they since World War II, they're a lot fucking nicer. Like they're just nice. They're nice people. They're not bloodthirsty like we fucking are. Like, you know, we want to kill everybody. And Europeans, they've lost all that because, you know, when half of your population gets killed every 300 years, you kind of get tired of that shit. So 
you know, but here in America, we've been blessed where we don't have that. And so we yeah, kind of World, World War One had one of the bloodiest battles in human history where a million people were either died or wounded in action. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. All that death and carnage. And before that, you had the play. Yeah. Before, that, before that, you had the Hundred Years' War. You had fucking every, I mean, it's just one fucking problem after another in Europe. And Spanish flu. They have learned to value human life. So they're, they got their shit together. They're a little bit nicer than we are. But I think for us, you would have to do something incentive-based like that where it's like, look, if you fucking dumbass can read a fucking book and write a paper about it, we're going to let you go three days. And if you write a shit ton of paper, because most of your criminals, <laughs> most of your criminals are fucking dumb as shit. Like there's no smart criminals don't get caught. You know, they're white collar criminals. They make a lot of money that they, they get caught occasionally. I mean, eventually you will. Yeah, get. Yeah. But yeah, the chances. And so somebody did a somebody had done a research analysis where they took uh, the pay of a, of a McDonald's employee, like a starting out entry level McDonald's employee. And they compared it to a drug dealer that had been drug dealing for a while. And when you looked at all the overhead, you know, cost of jail, getting bailed, lost earning potential while you're in jail, all this shit turned out the McDonald's person made way more money than the damn drug dealer did. <laughs> if you measured it out like over a year, you know, because you got you paying attorney fees and legal fees and all this shit. Um, That's if you Huh? That's <laughs> That's if you pay them. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you don't pay your attorney, you fucking sit in jail for four months. Yeah, um, some of them do that. You know, so but then so when you do that, you're losing your earning potential. You're not making any money. So the McDonald's employee who, yeah, arguably his job is kind of crappy, but it's also it's it's simple. It's it's not complicated. You know, once you've mastered the register, which takes about a day. Um, and you mastered the grill and the cleanup, which that's probably another day. Within a week, you fucking know everything you need to know about McDonald's. Like, there's not going to be any surprises. There's not going to be somebody walk in and be like, fuck, we've never seen this shit before. Like, we don't know what to fucking do. It's going to be just make the damn hamburger, you know, make it look like the photo. You know, can you just I don't want any cheese on mine or can you add ketchup? It's not that fucking complicated, you know. It's not. It's not the same with drug dealing, though. You don't. Can you trust this guy? Is it a cop? Does he have a gun? Do I need a gun? Is this neighborhood okay? Does he got friends? Do his friends know? Who do his friends know? Are his friends connected? Is anybody gonna fucking rat on anybody? How much fucking drugs do I need? Did I cut this shit right? Do I have the right amount of cash? I mean, there's all these fucking questions you've got to have in every every deal. Every time you go to make money, you don't fucking know what's gonna happen. It doesn't matter how hard you train or how good you know your shit. Anything could go wrong. But at McDonald's, 90% of the time, it's going to go fucking right. They hand you their money. You give them the food. End the deal. Are you done? <laughs> you got no fucking comment here? No no input. Just let shame rant. I might as well fucking do the shit by myself. <laughs> but you can't get your fucking camera working. <laughs> well, Roger's sitting there... Shaking the damn. <laughs> off, right? What's he doing? Do do it again. <laughs> Why do you gotta have him in there with you? Oh, he's not in there now. But yesterday when I was watching Power Rangers, he was. I don't know if I can watch. John said I have to watch the whole first season. I don't know if I can do the whole first season. Why not? I mean, it's not good. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's not even like so bad. It's good. You really. You only watch it to make fun of it. Like, look at them trying to act. Look at these lame punches that aren't even really landing and these little jumps that they do in slow-mo to make it look like it's serious. But, but, I mean, it's pretty cool that they're, you know, as acrobatic as they are. They do some pretty neat stunts. Well, the Japanese stuff, yeah, that's that looks pretty cool because it's kind of sped yeah. up. So it's Japanese because they're doing flips and cartwheels and kicks and shit? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the... There's actual footage in Power Ranger that's from a different show. There was a show in Japan. It's called Super Sentai. Oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah, so they take they take clips from that show, and it's the guys in the costumes, the green suits with the helmets and the mask and all that shit. That's from Japan. That's not American-made. Like, whenever you see the American costumes, they always have little buckles on the helmet because that's how they take the helmet off. But in Japan, I guess they just fucking, you know, tear crank that shit off or whatever. I don't know. They don't have the fucking little buttons. But anyways, um, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, you could tell by looking at it, the quality, 
you remember watching Power Rangers, right? Do you remember this? Yeah. When you would see the the actual Power Rangers, the footage looked old. It was like 10 years older. It was grainy because the show was made back in the 80s. I don't remember that. Well, you'd have to go back and fucking watch it. Wouldn't you? I'm not doing <laughs> I'm just telling you how it is. I'm not fucking telling you to watch it. I'm just telling you my experience. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyways, maybe we got to get John back on this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> All this is me and you. You'll say something and I can't fucking hear you. So I say, what? Then <laughs> you. He's like, never mind. And then I'll be like, okay, well, here's this topic. And you just stare at me. Because you don't got no input. Um, I read an article the other day that uh, another 300,000 gallons has leaked from the um, Keystone pipeline. Fuck. 300,000. Is it that the over that native burial ground? It's in that area. And um, people have been complaining and saying that this was bound to happen. I even complained and I was like, I'm going to fucking burn that thing to the ground. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. But I was really upset when I found that they were doing that and that they were, you know, promoting industrialism over environmental protection. And it's just going to show that, you know, twice in the couple of years that it's been working, not working, but it's been under construction. It's leaked and it's leaked significantly over a million gallons well, what's no, not the, a, uh, What's the consequences of the leak? What's happening? What's it doing? So it spilled uh, like 383 gallons to this most recent time, and it was a little over 400,000 uh, the, the time before that. And it's just soaking up the areas where it's spilling. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, killing anybody, but the, uh, the ecosystem is being damaged because of it. So and it's just it's just further proof that the longer that this goes on, the more risk it poses. So do you want to, um, are you trying to be like, you know, you want to keep like ecosystems and animals and shit alive and stuff like that? I think we, uh, we have a responsibility to, to not, not destroy. I shouldn't say destroy. I think humans have a responsibility to be caretakers of the planet we live in. I don't want to, I don't want to like a, 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 uh, what's a dystopia. I don't, I don't want one of those, those worlds where like all the natural resources are gone. All the trees are are pulled up out of the roots. Animals are rare, uh, like you know, in Blade Runner when the dog is like, "Is that real?" Um, I, don't, I don't want that. I, w- I want you know animals to to thrive because this is their planet too, you know. And I, I understand that we're the dominant species, but that doesn't give us the right to to destroy wantonly and consume however we like. That that movie, The Matrix, you remember. Um, Agent Smith is like, I classified your species as a virus. You move to an area and you multiply, and then when you consumed everything in that area, you spread to another area. It's like, well, it's it's a sad reality of what we're doing, but we're doing it. We're living that assessment out. Yeah, I've uh, I've just reached the conclusion that the earth is fucked, and I don't give a shit. This is whatever makes my life easier. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, that seems to be your philosophy with a lot of things. <laughs> Realistically, real. Let's say me, you, and all the other 250 million Americans ne- tomorrow we became super environmentally conscious. Like we all went to a different energy source. We didn't drive our cars. We stopped buying goods made by blah blah blah. We do all this shit. It's still only going to affect like seven percent of global emissions. China is fucking. They're not going to give a fuck. They don't give two shits about that. They're they're going to keep producing. They're going to keep polluting. They don't give a fuck. They're going to tear down all the jungles. And there ain't shit we can do about it. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm, for, I'm for alternative fuel sources just because I'm for better technology. But if you think that if I, the premise that if we lead the way in changing the world, if we change our practices, everybody else will follow. I think that's bullshit. I don't think anybody will follow. I don't think anybody gives a fuck. I think as long as you're getting... They're getting their money and they can get it for cheaper than we can. They're going to fucking do it. So what's the point? It's like, uh, it's like Homer Simpson said, why try, you know? Where he pours the milk and cereal in a bowl and it catches on fire. <laughs> it, uh, I can't remember whether he's telling Bart and he's like, that's why it's better never to try. Um, I, you know, I get, I mean, I don't like, I don't want to see people suffer and die either, but I don't think we have a choice, man. I think that's just the way it goes. 
I think, uh, I think you get to the point. I think you get the point, like any species, where you get so overpopulated that a disease hit, it knocks out half of everybody, and then uh, by that point, the damage is done, and it'll take thousands of years for the Earth to heal from it, and by then, we'll be evolved into something else. So that's that. No fate, but what we make, boy. And look, and and look at this, man. Look at all the dumb fucking people that. That keep having kids. Smart people don't have children anymore. It's all fucking dumbasses. I'm, so I'm talking you, about you and Sarah have two kids. I know we're like, but we got just two, and we're now we're in our late 30s, and we got two. Most of these dumbasses are fucking six, 16 and pregnant. That's a damn TV show. That's a celebrity TV show. Mel Gibson has a lot of kids. Yeah, That's- and is he is he, isn't he a fucking dumbass? Didn't he get banned from Hollywood for about ten years? But he's also very wealthy and very successful. He's done some incredible things in the acting industry. Yeah, you think any of his kids will amount to be anything? I think they have a good... I I don't think any of that matters. But, you know, (laughs) I I think when you make generalizations like that, you you start ruling out some of the exceptions. And and I'm not going to say that you're wrong, because there are a lot of people that have more kids than they should have. And I think that's that's a slippery slope in itself. When you say that somebody should should do or should not do something with their lives, that puts you in a place of superiority because you know better than they do. I do or know you better. Know better. I know better than <laughs> they need to stop having fun kids. They're diluting our gene pool. We need some innovators. We need, some thinkers, we need all the fucking garbage at the top. But, so, so my issue with that is that it kind of ties in with my issue with abortion is that you know, the chances of you having and giving birth to the next Stephen Hawking or whoever is a genius in your eyes are, are slim. But for every child you don't have, you are removing that opportunity Yeah. that, you know, somebody can contribute a fantastical or, or an incredible change on, on human society. So you, you owe it to yourself. Now, I'm not saying you owe it to yourself to have 20 fucking children, but yeah. you, you owe it to yourself to at least have one. And you right. owe it to humanity to at least have one. I'm very big on the the continuation of keeping things going, you know. And I'm pretty sure you know that about me, knowing me all my life. I'm re- I'm really big about keeping things, you know, continuing on. And the human race is one of them. I want the human race to to, to stay on, you know. And, and we don't have, you know, all the best qualities in in, in intellectual life. We're we're not very compassionate. We're um, we're not very conservational, or however you say that. Um, we're, we're antagonistic and we're litigious and we're, excuse me, combative and, you know, all that shit. But uh, who's in there with you? Nobody. Are you just pulling on the chair? <laughs> Listen. You see, this, this is why it can't just be me and you. We fucking bore each other. <laughs> I'm listening to what you're fucking saying. I'm listening to it. And you're spinning a chair around in a circle. <laughs> I can't spin a fucking chair. What am I supposed to do? Just sit just, here? Just watch it. That's what people do. <laughs> That's what people do on news interviews. They sit there and stare at the camera and listen to the other person talk, and then they respond. That shit's boring as fuck. Who the fuck watches news interviews? Anyway. Uh, have you been Have you been keeping up uh, much with that, that Julian Assange, the guy that founded Wiki, WikiLinks? He went fucking crazy, right? Didn't they pull him? And then now they yeah, got him like, locked up or something? Yeah, yeah. He was living in the uh, the embassy in England for, um, or London, rather. Whatever. He was living in some embassy for years. Yeah. He was trapped inside of like a little tiny-ass portion of the embassy. And Yeah, you're pretty much in prison. And they said he was kind of an asshole. And that's why they weren't. I guess they, he broke the, he yeah, finally got the I guess they had drew a line in the sand and he stepped over it and they're like, fuck it, just come get the guy. Get him out of here. Yeah, I, you know, after all that time, you know, we saw that with some of our own family members who were in seclusion too long. You know, the paranoia, the uh, resentment. Yeah. The fucking dad brother threw a fucking axe at him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure dad did something to piss him off, too. Well, that's the point, you know. How can you be so volatile that you'll fucking throw a weapon that can kill somebody? <laughs> uh, you've had some chemicals alter your brain. Um, yeah, he's had several of those. But you know, who's to say that Julian, you know, his brain chemicals weren't altered by the nature of his circumstances? 
Stress yeah. is a powerful is a powerful hormone. So what do you think about guys that release secrets like that that know shit and they, they get it out to the public? Like now we know I, I, that this video me and you are doing right now, there's some government server somewhere that has it. We know that yeah. now because right. they, before we didn't know that, but now we know for a fact that it's there. And, and the, the good thing about that is that we can say, hey, NSA, FBI, CIA, if you're listening, all of this has meant a good fun. We don't mean any of this. Um, no, so now we know that. Whereas, whereas before. NSA. What? I told the NSA to come wipe my ass. <laughs> With my Bill of Rights. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Uh, you know, when I think about this, um, hey, it's are you allowed to come up to the baby shower this weekend? <laughs> Just come up. Anyways, continue. When you think about this, you know, like I said, we were able to make those comments where, hey, I want to throw a disclaimer out here and say that we're really not meaning to, to do any terroristic acts and we're really not, you know, anarchists or any of that other trash or we're not uh, homophobic or any of that other stuff. Texas um, separatists. Sure, we're not we're not any of those things. We say it because of the shock value and comedic value and all that. We don't mean what we say. If um, if, if the governor of Texas was like one day was like fuck it, we're going back and like Congress agreed, and like Texas was going to form this militia and all that stuff. Would you join? Would you join the Texas side? Oh no 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 no! Because don't get me wrong, Texas represents a substantial military investment. But it does not compare to the United States as a whole. Let me ask uh, you, which, which state could take down Texas? Which state could take it down? Well, it wouldn't just be one. It would be several. Yeah. I mean, just the, the Navy alone, the majority of their fleets are docked on the East Coast. I mean, we have fleets. I'm sorry. We have ships at Corpus Christi and along the, the Gulf of Mexico. But no, man, that'd be fucking disastrous. You got... Fucking carriers and uh, no, that wouldn't be good at all. You don't think we could hijack one carrier? One wouldn't be enough. There's 13 in the Navy's arsenal. But most countries in the world don't even have carriers, and we're not taking them over. We're not trying to. <laughs> so you think the government would be like, no, you can't fucking leave? Yeah. And then you're a state of the, you're, you are a member of the union to secede would be traitorous. You'd be treasonous. So, but we, there's definitely no, no doubt they would have naval superiority. So they would have the, the ocean. So we couldn't Houston basically would be fucked if that happened. Um, we got Mexico right behind us. But what if, what if, okay, what if we got other countries to recognize our autonomy? Like we got the UN and NATO. They were all like, yeah, we recognize Texas as an independent nation. And and then the U.S. when they try to do the blockade, the rest of the government say can't do that. So the the U.S. with its with its military might, you would let's your scenario that you're building right now would lead to another world war. So you would have all these other foreign powers invest in Texas's autonomy, and then the rest of the United States would declare war on those entities because of their involvement with us and our removal from the union so that's the union is in and of itself an entity that needs its parts to stay involved it, it can't have any sort of removal of any part or it does not the union anymore it fundamentally becomes the something other than the union and so you can't call ourselves the united states of america anymore you got to call it something else what if uh let's say texas they, they, that all happened and then the U.S. government was like, eh, fuck it, we don't need them. We're tired of their bullshit anyways. And they let us go. Which, where do you, where do you stand? Do you become, are you going to leave Texas to become an American citizen? Or are you going to stay in Texas? I guess it would uh, depend on um, career opportunities. So, Well, the reason why I'm asking is because this shit is happening right now in Hong Kong. And, like, it's getting bad. Like, it's I know. getting Towards the scenario you're talking about, because they, they, they've been having this British culture, Western culture for all these hundreds of years, and now it's going back to China, and they don't fucking like it, and now they're dying over it. So I would wonder how it would be if we were like things, were, like you know, everything goes like super liberal or everything gets crazy, and then Texas is like, fuck it, man, we can't deal with this bullshit. 
We're we're splitting well, the on our own. the South won't rise again. They're too fucking fat. I'm not talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Confederacy or that bullshit. I'm talking about like. No, I, I just mean in general. The southern the southern states will not rise up and secede, not to perform the Confederacy, but just to secede. Well, what happened? I would no. I'm not thinking because Texas used to be its own nation, like it was its own country first. Yes, it was. I'm just saying yeah. we just went back to that. We're like, hey, it was uh, working out pretty good. Let's uh, go back to that days. No, because uh, you you lose you would lose the, the support that you would need from the U.S. being a part of the U.S. Federal Association. So you got Russia that's looking for any opportunity to exploit weakness. You've so got Iran. Like a really badass trade deal with Russia and China, like. Super badass, and so, so now the thing about Russia, um, the the politicians and leaders of Russia are always going to work out an arrangement to their own benefit. So any agreement we enter with them will not benefit us in the long run. It might benefit us in the in the interim, but there will come a time where the the you got to pay the dealer his due or whatever the fuck um, that witty saying says. Uh, but yeah, he's <laughs> the the Russia's gonna come down with like a fucking sickle and hammer to you know what I'm saying? And so um that would not be a good idea. I mean, we're already in debt to China out the ass, so you wouldn't want to compound that. What if China said if you succeed, uh we'll wipe away your debt. You won't have any more debt. Mm, that's that, what what would they have to gain by that? And then they say, and, and by the way, we're we're working on a new uh Aircraft superiority fighter. We want to build it with your aer- aerospace because Texas is one of the leaders in aerospace in the world. And they say we want your aerospace to build it for us. And so now you're going to create all these damn jobs, you know? <laughs> Just saying. So I, I think the the issue becomes then um, acquiring those resources. So uh, you know, removing yourself from from the U.S. and becoming your own nation, you where where are you going to get all the materials you need to to you know fund such projects to to supply such projects? Um, you could probably break some stuff down that you have in, in surplus. I mean, we've got plenty of vehicles that we don't use. It might be possible, but when it comes to building ships and building vehicles, that's two totally different concepts. So um, I I feel that you know the scenario that scenario particularly is just. Uh, there's too many factors to consider. There's too many improbabilities. What if it was somebody really charismatic? It's like, you're like, what if that commandant went down to Texas and was like, fuck it, I'm going to Texas. And we're rebelling and we're tired of this bullshit. We're going to redo it. I don't think it would go well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it would. I mean, you, you got plenty of people, don't get me wrong, that want to, you know, have as limited government as possible. There's plenty of them. I know several. The problem with that is, is you can hold your own against someone else. You can't hold your own against a mob of people. And that's something that the government offers protection against. If an uprising is wanting to, to, to break out through the city and start taking shit to support their own agenda and, and build up their own stockpile, the government can protect against that. But if it's just you on your 30-acre ranch with a fucking minigun, all they got to do is call in a drone to strike you at your position, and they'll go into your house and take whatever you, they want. So I, I really feel that when it comes to things like that, you, you got to think logically and stop letting your emotions dictate how you respond to these situations because it's not going to help anybody. Mm-hmm. So no succeeding. We got to stay with the union. Got to stay with the union because all together, you know, when we're, you know, joined as a whole, our military might is incredible. And I'm not saying we're the best military might out there, but we're we're high up on the chain. And if you take away components of the union and you stop fielding that unified military force, we significantly lose our lethality when it comes to engagements. And, you know, I mean, you've got. Uh, Marine Corps bases here. You've got naval bases here, Air Force bases here, Army bases here, and so that's a it's not a a huge contributor, but it is a word uh, a notable contributor to America's military force. And so if you take that away from the overall you know fielding of forces, then that's that's going to be a huge knock, man. I mean, 
You know, just think about all the people that went to Iraq. I mean, there's millions of veterans in Texas alone. Texas is one of the, the leading contributors to the armed forces when it comes to personnel. Yeah, that's why they could have their own army. What if it went the other way? What if uh, what if we had a new world order? Like, what about that? There's no separate governments. There's one world government. I, I don't feel comfortable about that at all. That's how it was in StarCraft. The Dominion? The UEN, the United Earth Directorate, or UED. Oh, yeah, the UED. Yeah, I don't think that's... Um... When when you when you have something that encompassing and that overreaching, personal liberties are going to start going out the fucking window. Um, you know, you're gonna I, get a- I live my life pretty good, but there's a lot of fucking personal liberties we don't have. Like, like I said, this recording right now is on a database server somewhere in the NSA. Every phone yeah. call I makes on the NSA, like Ed Snowden said, he told Joe Rogan, he was like, "Think about the worst thing you ever typed into Google. The absolute worst, most terrible thing." It's on a server at the NSA, and they know that your your IP address, your phone number, sent it. I heard that. I heard that. So you know, I I know it's not. I know it could be worse in other places. Uh, Korea. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's well, and even in those European countries, they don't have freedom of speech. Many of them don't. Like you can't say in England if you if they catch you saying like a bad word, like the N word, out on the street, you're going to jail. They they're locking you up. They don't care who says it. If you say it, the government, you can't protest against the government. No. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's kind of uh, in certain Eastern countries, you'll go to prison uh, for an indeterminate amount of time just for uh, being Christian or trying to convert people to Christianity. So me and Sarah watched this documentary. Me and Sarah watched this documentary uh, last night. It was about this guy who was a uh, retired auto worker, and. He was from the Ukraine, and apparently there's a lot of retired Ukrainian auto workers during this period of time. And the reason why we have them is because in World War II, the Ukrainians worked pretty heavily with Germany, like they were kind of against Russia. And um, a lot of them were Nazis. And so uh, the Office of Special Investigations leaked out some information saying that this guy was a Nazi. And not only was he a Nazi, he was a bad Nazi. And so they revoke his citizenship and send him back to Israel to have him so he can be tried for war crimes as a Nazi. And they were like, no, he's Ivan the Terrible. He's like, he gassed 800,000 Jews or some ridiculous number like that. And they got these old timers. They were like in their fucking 70s and 80s. And they're like, I know him by his eyes. That's him. He's Ivan the Terrible. And there was some conflicting information. Like one of the guys couldn't even remember the name of his own son. And it's kind of like, you know, they're Jews. So they're like, you know, tell us what you mean. What do you mean by this? Like, it's, uh, you know, real Jewish shit. And uh, the, for the first part of it there, um, the guy's attorney was an American. They ended up firing him because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was in court in Jerusalem. He doesn't know shit about, about Israel, Israeli law. And uh, they got this guy that was a little bit flashy. At first, they convicted him. But then he appealed it, and they they uh, approved the appeal. So the guy got released, went back to America, did fine. And then uh, the OSI was like, no, we, we gave this information to Israel because this guy was a fucking Nazi. Like, we know he was a Nazi. We know it. And um, we didn't know if he was Ivan the Terrible or not, but we know he was a Nazi. So uh, we're going we're gonna to let Germans deal with him. And sure enough, they revoked his citizenship again. It took about 20 more years. So in 2009, they revoked his citizenship, sent him back over to Germany. And then Germany convicted him on the war crimes. And while he was appealing, he died. And in Germany, if you die during an appeal, the charges are dropped. So. What was the point of all that? Uh, I was just telling you about this, this dude who, for all intents and purposes, was a normal American. He had a good family. Raised some grandkids, kids, had a good job, took care of business. And then 60 years later, he's being accused of being a Nazi. And he probably was. Yeah. So do you and think at that point, not the first he, or last. do you think he deserved, because if he'd been found guilty in, in Israel and he lost that appeal, they were going to hang him. Do you think somebody who did all that bad shit when they were young, do you think that they deserve to hang as an old man if they've changed their life? 
So this this is something that we covered in philosophy. There were some very difficult questions that were asked about identity and how long does identity last? Like, are you the same person a year in the future as you were a year before? Uh, well, anyway, biologically, uh, biologically, you're a new person every seven years. All your well, that's what that's what our our philosophy teacher was talking about. It's like, well, where do you base this opinion on? Do you base it on scientific fact? Because if that's the case, then you're a new person every seven years, and whatever crimes you committed before, you're not guilty of because you're not that person anymore. Anyway, um, it, it gets very complicated, but I think when it comes to crimes of that severity and nature, everybody needs to be held accountable. And does he necessarily need to die? You know, after 60 years? And I, I don't know, because I, how would you feel? Um, I mean, you got kids and uh, let's let me pose to you a scenario and see what your answer is. Um, there's a man that uh, he's like Jeffrey Dahmer bad. He takes kids, he rapes them and he eats them and he gets away with it for 50, 60 years. And he stopped doing it when he was in his 30s. But now he's in his 80s and now they find out about all this shit and they're going to fucking put a lethal injection in his arm. Does he deserve to die? I don't believe in a death penalty. Why not? I don't believe in government-sanctioned murder. How is it murder? You're killing him. Right. But it's the, the death penalty means it implies that you did something to cause that result. Yeah, but I don't believe the government has the right to take somebody's life. Why not? Because I don't think anybody should be allowed to take anybody's life. Most of all, the government. Because if they could take one life, they could take anybody's life. And they can't. But when that, ha but when that happens, you, you don't feel that to balance the scale of justice that the other person should die as well, no matter how many people it is? No, I don't think you should. Uh, I don't think the government needs to kill anybody. Well, then who, who holds them accountable? Well, they, they can do other things. They can have them do time or something like that or something else. But I don't believe in uh, sentencing somebody to death. Okay, so if, even though his crimes are heinous and he shows no signs of remorse and he's been found guilty and the, the evidence is overwhelming and he committed these crimes with impunity or she committed these crimes with impunity, you still don't think so? I would be okay if he like – if we tortured him and then he just killed himself. Kind of like Jerry Epstein? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein? Full circle. Yeah. Well, he, he uh he didn't kill himself apparently from what they're fucking well, saying. And so the the scientific report that I heard about said that it was there's evidence of strangulation. So well, I, of I course, know. but if you if you're you know you got to think about it. How far do the Clintons does their organization go? Like how deep can they get into something? Can they? And it's not that hard, man. Sarah watches all these fucking forensic shows. Those coroner reports they're not above reproach. They fuck shit up a lot. They miss yeah. things. They discount stuff. They look at stuff wrong. Uh, they're not very reliable. Like, I've watched a ton of shows where they were either outright negligent, they were corrupt, or it's just something that they didn't even think about. Nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, okay, he uh, had a heart attack. Everybody has a fucking heart attack. That's it. And yeah, then they, they don't want to investigate. They don't, they don't have any reason to suspect. They're like, they're like, oh, this bastard's been down in cyanide for the last 15 years. How'd that fucking happen? You know? uh, his water was contaminated. Oh, well, I can't do about that. That was it. One of them, the plumbing was contaminated. Another one, it was the the wife was pouring a little cyanide in his fucking tea every night. Was she, was she smiling like that when she did it? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice warm cup of death. I have a cup of tea. And he's like, oh, this tastes weird, but I like it. it tastes yeah, like I'm going to keep drinking it for 15 years. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Daniel said in his puppet show. He said, uh, it tastes better when it's stolen. It tastes better when it's poison. <laughs> ah, it tastes better when it's stolen anyway. John, yeah. you said you were going to get it in the tip. <laughs> I wonder why he has to grunt like that whenever he's fucking, you know, whenever he's John. He's, he's accentuating the fatness. <laughs> he's accentuating the morbidly obese. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that doctor told Johnny he was grossly obese. Sir, <laughs> you are grossly obese. Like, I mean, what the fuck do you say when that happens? Like, I've, I'm fat, but I've never had a doctor come up to me and say, Shane, you're grossly obese. Um, 
Well, I think for for John's benefit, that doctor was being blunt to the point of um, inspiring a life. <laughs> um, and and some doctors you're gonna find, and and that's that's something that is like a, a cultural uh, misunder misunderstanding. Like they they look at doctors without bedside manner, and it's like he's a mean ass. I don't want to go to him. It's like well, they're trying to tell you these things because they feel that if they don't convey the message properly. Things are going to happen to you that are going to be, you know, potentially deadly. And to save you from that and to save society from having to support you, they're looking at it as a public service. Yeah. So to one, to yourself, and two, to the other people that are going to have to rally behind you when you have your fucking leg cut off because you've had diabetes for so long because you couldn't stop eating fucking butter when you were 10 years old. <laughs> eating butter? I, well, the uh, 1950s, man, I mean, they put butter on fucking everything. Well, butter's not that bad for you. It's margarine that's bad. Yeah, it's. I, I heard it's like one molecule away from paint. Anyway, um, so let's let's go back to something because we touched on this, and I want to explore this a little bit more with you. You said, uh, "What did you?" Please. No. Uh, <laughs> where did this idea come from that you you don't believe the government has the power to enforce the death penalty? I don't think that the government needs to take life. I don't believe in abortion. I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't believe the government should kill anybody. Well, the, the government doesn't enforce abortion. Doctors do that. They allow for it, though. So you and, think abortion and, should be and, and if a doctor says it's medically necessary, okay, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm good with that. But, yeah. but for the government to come in and say, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to have to perform these. You need to have a quota or some bullshit. I don't like that. I don't like them saying somebody gets – because here's the problem with the criminal justice system when it comes to the death penalty. You don't really always know 100% of the time whether or not it's a fact. You don't really know. But isn't like, that the majority of, our, uh, of our, all criminal cases? Our criminal standard is beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, so that, that's a high standard. But I think it should be like ironclad, like clear and convincing evidence. Like there should be no, no dispute. It should be like. Gravity exists. Like if you can prove it as a scientific fact, the way you can prove gravity, like you drop something to the ground and it falls, then yeah, okay. maybe, <laughs> maybe we can talk. But the legal system. But isn't that what law-abiding citizen is all about? Isn't that what law-abiding citizen is the premise for? Talking about how you, you have to be able to negotiate, you have to be able to to get some justice out of the the situation because you weren't there. And if the facts are argued in a certain way, people that are guilty can get off scot free. Uh, so I, I don't I mean, I, I just don't see any other way other than to kill the bastard. Well, I, if he raped and ate children, I I feel like he deserves to die. Allegedly raped and ate children. Well, I, that's what I was saying earlier is like the the the, the evidence was overwhelming. Like there's no there's no way like you're seeing him with some fucking child that's dead and he's eating a bite out of their belly or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's and just it's so easy to frame somebody. Like, if they, if he had a live recording and he was on national TV and he's like, like the Joker and he's like just wasting people, you know, shooting them in the head and shit. Okay, you know that that may be something to look at, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like the government killing well, people. Let's let's go on. Let's go on that track then. So you've got uh, police forces that are agents of state government and some federal police forces, FBI, you know, stuff like that. And you've got somebody like the Unabomber who's just fucking setting off bombs. And you wouldn't you wouldn't feel good about the government killing him? No, unless unless they were stopping him from doing something like he was in the middle of setting a bomb off and they have to shoot him to kill him. That I'd be OK with. But I see how you after, make that distinction. After, but. after what's done is done and they got him in a cell and they say, we're going to pump you full of chemicals till it kills you. I don't What's the point in that? What's the point? In that? So, and they put him on death row. They're on there for decades. So we're spending all this money on him. You know, why not make them productive? Put them to work or something. I don't know. Do something. Put them on an island and make them uh, fight each other till the death. And then we bet on it and make a lot of fucking money. <laughs> so you want to profitize. You you want to profit. You want to turn prison into a profiteering business. <laughs> Man, it's better sense than we spend. We drop, you know, so much of our taxes going to just kill these bastards 10 years from now. It's the fucking point. Just let them sit there and. Justice gets served. Um, well, if it justice was to, for justice to work, it has to be swift. So if they were killing motherfuckers like you're guilty, bam, shoot them in the head and they're fucking dead and drag the corpse out. 
okay, well, that's a different thing. That Maybe that will actually deter some people. But if you get convicted of the death penalty, you're probably going to be on death row for about 15 years before anything happens. And you don't like that? No. Why not? And I don't like the government killing people because I hate waiting. I got no patience. Oh, get your ass in and let's right. I knew it, man. It came down to you. It's all about you. You don't want to spend the tax dollars on it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's my money I, and I want it now. <laughs> well, I think I don't want to spend the fucking tax money on. And I really want Andrew Yang to get elected so I can get that fucking thousand dollars a month, man. I need that man. shit. You you studied economics. You know that's not going to work. <laughs> well, for me, for now, until I retire, then fuck the rest. What the fuck do I well, care? What's gonna, <laughs> fuck the rest. Fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. What about in three years if the economy crashes? Then I'll be like, damn you, it. It's I'll, not going to be worth it. I'll be like, damn it, man. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm such a dumbass. But in the meantime, in between time, you're going to have five cars and a nicer house and all the toys you fucking want. <laughs> I, want a, I want a Tesla. That's what I want. I want a Tesla pickup truck. That way I'm helping out the environment, like you said. Are you? I mean, what do they take to make those components? Well, the the, the thing is, is they can clearly, uh, on a Tesla, since it's coming from one power source, it's easier to clean. And you don't, and you, and truly, you don't really know where your power is coming from. It could be nuclear, it could be coal, but either way, when it's one source, it's it's a lot cleaner than just coming from gas and oil. Could be your mom. Comes in. Fucking cleaning up and, and and working on them trucks and all that bullshit, man. Just give me a Tesla electric engine, and we're good to go. The the real way to leave less of a footprint in the ecosystem is to move to a fucking place and what? <laughs> I'm listening. What? What's Never fucking mind. <laughs> you mean, you mean the Earth? You're talking about leave planet Earth? Go to Mars? No. Move to a, a, a heavily populated area and ride bicycles or walk. We could uh, we could do those like uh, like Judge Dredd, those big mega cities. And all humans live there and then everything else leave alone. I, I mean, I, that, I don't think that's a bad idea. It's just not sustainable long term. Because well, we populate... Bioshock 3, where we live up in the sky. We have, like, sky cities, and we don't even mess with the Earth anymore. Uh, that would be cool. So, like, let's say, you know, if I were to think of the perfectly environmentally friendly scenario, um, a place whose uh, garbage and refuse isn't dumped into waters or landfills. Um, and, you know, like, well, sky cities wouldn't be too bad. I mean, it's just risky because, you know, weather and all that shit. But uh, it's something that does not have as much of a direct impact or if it does have an impact on the environment, there is a way to repair that damage. So there's there's companies out there that plant trees for deforestation all the time, but it's it's just not enough, man. I mean, you you look at those NASA pictures that show how the Earth has changed over 30, 40 years. Um, the fucking green is gone, especially in South America. It's turning brown, and we need – well, it doesn't matter. Um, there are alternatives to the level of – industrialism that we have now we can change it and you remember roger even was a fucking roger's not stephen hawking i mean he's smart but he he's not a genius right and our uncle roger he he would started to come up with uh, alternatives for the combustible engine yeah it wasn't like hydroelectric power or some shit it was uh he had magnetic and he had geothermal he had both of those so he had a magnetic system that the magnetism was operated off a geothermal plant that would operate a magnetic system to transport cars. The problem is, is uh, people want their own car. They want to be able to go wherever the fuck they want to go. They don't want to be stuck to a, uh, you know, a system that he had developed. He wouldn't give me the fucking diagrams of that system. Well, why would he? <laughs> it is. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do with them? Fucking give them to me. I might be able to make it work. I knew a geologist. I know some people in oil and gas. Make yeah, some yeah, Dad's side of the family ain't going to fucking help nobody. So, no, he ain't going to give you shit. <laughs> it's like the other day, mom was telling me, uh, she was like, I sent her a picture of Roger, and she said, oh, Francis and Beth said that's cute. And I'm like, you're hanging out with Beth? Like, hopefully she's not at your house. It's like, no, we're at her house. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's all right. <laughs> I'll let her over to your fucking house, or you're going to have some shit missing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh looks like we made it to an hour, boy. Almost. You feel good by this conversation? You feel like we accomplished anything? Not really. No. Didn't do a damn fucking thing. It took an hour. <laughs> we pretty much talked about shit hey, people already know. Yeah, but at least we weren't talking about bullshit like we usually do. We covered some pretty thoughtful topics, you know. I, that's a big one talking about the death penalty and abortion and uh, you know civil liberties. It's you, if, if you want to get on that political platform, I'll jump on there with you. I just you know I don't think we see eye to eye on everything, and that's okay. But uh, John's not that type of person. He doesn't think about that shit. I have Daniel, to wait. You gotta I mean, be careful with Daniel. Daniel will fucking start poking fun and trying to destruct, deconstruct everything. If uh, for me to ever get into politics, it's gonna have to be after I retire. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it. My job right now. You want to do that though? Yeah, maybe. Meh. If I get the right, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm, that's my campaign slogan. Man. <laughs> if, <I, laughs> if I get the right fucking people behind me. You know, do you want to do it? Make John my campaign manager. Don't do that shit. Because <laughs> he'll be smiling on the fucking camera, stumbling over his words, and he'll be cussing. Ah, oh, shit. I said that wrong. Can we can we do that again? No, we're still rolling. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, might, uh, I might consider it. Yeah, it just would be a lot of work, though. God. Grassroots campaign, commercials, spending money. You can Talk. do like Beto, get on a fucking uh, skateboard and skate around town. And then tell people, like, we will take your AR-15s, and then look how that fucking shit happened for him. You can't tell somebody you're taking something from him. If he said, we'll give you rubber bullets, people would be like, oh, okay, cool. But for him to say, we're taking your AR-15s, that was a fucking dumbass thing that, to do. That was his platform's agenda. They wanted that to happen. and He I mean, lives in Texas. What the fuck is wrong with him? Well, he's not a Republican, and that's against the Republicans' sympathies. So. Well, I, well. Uh, that's a conversation for another day. For Mr. Beto O'Rourke. Mr. <laughs> O'Rourke. And his... Yeah, his name's not even really Beto. Yeah, but hey, you gotta get that demographic, boy. Yep, the Latino demographic. He was specifically aiming at Latinos. Oh, I thought it was... His last name's, his last name's O'Rourke, so I don't give a fuck what your first name is. <laughs> the Fighting Irish. Yeah, sure. That's how they. That's how they, they. do their little thing. Is it? Tishai, tishai, tishai. Put up your dukes. You darty bastard. I'll give you what for. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I, don't actually, I actually don't. I don't ever hear you do accents. That's actually pretty good. Just try some of that. You're fucking reading. I know, man. I was reading my fucking book the other day. Like I was like, all right, it's November. It's Nano Remo. I'm gonna get the first chapter done. And I went back and listened to it. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I sound like I'm in the eighth grade trying to read this shit. And she went up to the the store, and it's just like, what the god damn it, man! Well, I was I was thinking like you you made your voice a higher pitch, and she decided to ride the horse today. <laughs> no, no, I read it just like I was like if I was reading something, but it was real choppy because I was like read, trying to read, read something it. now. You uh, got something to read? Read something. Read something now. Oh, okay, let me uh, let me pull up what I read the other day. Give me just a second. Can you still see me? Yeah. All right. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you look like load. mom right there. Mom does that shit. Wait <laughs> for the load. <laughs> mom makes mom makes that exact face. You just. Oh, that was creepy. <laughs> All right. The, uh, the preface that you wrote for my book says, boy, you need to do a preface or a forward or something and thank your friends and family that helped you along the way. Every author does it. Every Aaron Rollins. All right. So I'm just going to read the uh, first paragraph because, like I said, it's pretty bad. Uh, prologue. On the open plains of the Western Kingdom, a small girl stood overlooking a field of wheat. Her long curly hair flowed with the wind. And see, I can't even do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bad. Man. I can't fucking read this. Whole five seconds, goddammit. <laughs> All right, let me, let me try it again. And take, this is, take a breath. Take a breath. All right. 
<laughs> On the open plains of the Western Kingdom, a small girl stood overlooking a field of wheat. Her long curly hair, her long curly red hair. See, that's another bring a fuck up. I'm not reading it right. So for me to record this shit, I got to say it like three or four times. Okay. <laughs> On the open plains of the Western Kingdom, a small girl stood overlooking a field of wheat. Her you long red hair flowed the wind. As her green eyes gazed out onto the open horizon stretching for miles, she could barely see over the four-foot-high wheat stalks. The orange <laughs> dragon light was falling. See, I'm just not even fucking reading this shit good. It sounds like I'm fucking reading a manual or something. <laughs> You're shouting it. You're shouting it at the camera. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. <laughs> well, for me to do that, then I got to get a better mic. I got to get like the mic right up to my fucking mouth. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do I don't know how I'm going to read this shit I don't know what I'm going to do <sighs> Sarah, I, I might have to get Sarah to do it Sarah was like, she was listening to me She's like, you sound like you're a hick Reading this fucking high fantasy story And it's like, yeah, that's true I mean, I can't debate that So Anyways, boy I'll try it again another day All right. Uh, That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> okay, everybody. This was uh, this was big beefing. Season <laughs> one. I think it's like episode one sixty five or something. Uh, <laughs> Aaron's at Southeast Third. He's got some new material up. Check it out. He's writing poetry and shit. Uh, hopefully, John joins us tomorrow. Or we're gonna go through this again. We're just, I'm gonna be fucking. <laughs> fucking prologue again to Aaron and he's going to be critiquing me on it and uh we'll hey, see man, you're not that bad okay you're not that bad <laughs> well I got to get the fucking thing I got to get the book done and I got to get it uploaded so I mean at some point I got to get serious about recording this shit anyways that's up to you man can't nobody make you do it you got to do it <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow boy good night <laughs>